Koigig part on Off the Ball. I'm grimacing because it was such an opportunity. Possession wise, I thought they were good, but they didn't have the cutting edge and they don't have Sam Kerr. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Hello there, and you're very welcome to the OTB Rugby Podcast feed. We're going to bring you a very special sneak peek of last weekend's Saturday panel, which was brought to you by Carryhouse. Grand Slam winner Devin Toner, Six Nations champion Katie Fitzhenry, and rugby analyst Brent Pope joined Johnny Ward to discuss the impact Andy Farrell has had since taking over the Ireland job from Joe Schmidt. The panel also discussed why it's so important that he surrounds himself with the right people and why he has the perfect on-field lieutenant in Johnny Sexton. You can get the full chat now on the OTB Daily or Saturday Panel podcast feeds. It's all with thanks to Carryout, Ireland's largest independent off-licence with over 100 stores nationwide and was voted Ireland's number one off-licence in 2022 and now delivering nationwide. You can visit carryout.ie for more, but right now it's over to Johnny Ward. Ireland under Farrell look a team that is almost enjoying life more than it did under Joe Schmidt. But could a Joe Schmidt coach team have been able to almost as seamlessly cope with the adversity that happened in Edinburgh as an Andy Farrell team? Like it, it's a hard, it's a hard question. Like I, on, on the day, yeah, we probably like, you could have made those sort of splits. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, like back in the day, Sean O'Brien was a good thrower, uh, thrower yeah. in the ball as well. Like um, so, like I would have backed us to do anything, you know. But like it's hard to it's hard to hypothesize about it. Like, mm. <laughs> like what has Farrell brought that Schmidt didn't have? God, a lot. Like their open play attack I think you just can't tell what they're going to do mm. um, they have so many options there which is fantastic um, I think just like it sounds really silly and you would hope that a lot of players would anyway but I actually just think they just love to play the game and mm. love to play for each other um, and even just hearing that the family were brought in at the during that captain's run on Friday um, well the, the photo of Farrell and his grandson <laughs> I mean how, how that how, of course it made the front of every paper how would that not bring a smile to your face yeah I, I just think he's really brought in um, a whole community spirit to it um, and as I said like they're just enjoying playing with each other um, and, and yet my cat says like they can yeah. play an awful lot better in terms of that sort of uh, style or whatever yeah look I don't think you'll ever have a perfect game of rugby um, but if if that's where the bottom line is what's what's the top level um, and that's quite scary I think and, and just mentioning my cat he also spoke this week about the humility of the players mm-hmm. and I, I don't know these lads at all but you just get this warm vibe off them that they're kind of they enjoy playing with each other playing for their family playing for their country playing for their coaching that, staff that just doesn't happen I, I think I think I go a bit further and say about Andy Farrell I think that he's kind of He's the template for future coaches because he's got all the ingredients to be a fantastic... Well, he is a fantastic coach, and that comes from playing the game at the highest level, so he's got the respect of the players. He's been there, done that. A lot of coaches haven't played international rugby. Um, he's a nice guy. I haven't, I haven't met him. Uh, I've met him a couple of times, but he seems a nice guy to have a, a couple of beers with, so he's brought that whole family atmosphere we're talking about, that camaraderie. He doesn't bag the players in the media. He's always very positive, and he comes from a background that he's learned. Like all good managers, he's learned off Joe Schmidt because he came in there as a defence coach, which is really important in the modern game. He then learnt the, the positivities from Joe Schmidt's era, 
um, and that was the building of the team. And then he brought in people around him, a bit like Clive Woodward before. All these coaches, Wayne Smith, all these great All Black coaches, they've always had people in place to look after various aspects, and he's really positioned them well. Mike Catt is one of those guys. He brought him as attacking coach, and he was criticised for the first few matches, but Farrell never bagged him and stood by him. And it's paying dividends. So he's created an atmosphere we talked about. Players want to play for him. Where would Mike Cass, um, what would he assess attacking out of 10 since he joined when he says we can do a lot better than this? Well, from the first few games, probably a four or five out of 10 because I don't think people were buying into it at that stage. They were just trying to, to get wins, a bit like Borthwick is at the moment. You can't plan an attack when you just come in overnight. But I mean, now he'd have to be looking at an 8 or 9 out of 10. Yes, of course, it's like golf. You never, you never have the perfect game. But the introduction of guys like Mac Hansen and, and Lowe and the back three, I mean, they're world class. You know, you've got and the two lads from the Southern Hemisphere, they bring a smile to the whole group as well, don't they? The two well, especially James Lowe. Yeah. I used to think, was it his mouth guard or was he always just... But like, you know, and the shaking of the hair and yeah. everything like that. But there are also two lads you would just like to have a point with kind of thing. But that's what I mean. I mean, you know, Hansen was watching the game. I think we all know the story in Australia a couple of years ago and somebody said why don't you try your luck with Connor he's just got that sort of playoff or whim sort of attitude about him and, and you know even the mic drop and the, the kind of the tash and the tattoo whether you had a bet with somebody else to get a tattoo done for somebody in the teammate but yeah it's a refreshness in this team and as I say they're just enjoying playing rugby and as long as you have that at the core of your value system that you enjoy it first you'll always be successful why, why would my cat say that as well, where he's like, we can do an awful lot better attacking? Because there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Mm. Always room for improvement. You, you never have a perfect game. You never have a per- perfect season. There's always stuff you can improve on. And that's 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 what builds success, really. Like You, you can't rest in your laurels because every other team is going to get better around you. So you need to get better as well. You know, So you have to say that. Like. Well, exactly. Well, you've had the perfect game. Yeah. You nothing to prove. It could be mis- misconstrued as arrogance as well when Ireland are the best team in the world at the moment. I, I think he genuinely believes we can actually we can improve a good bit more well absolutely which is if amazing Michael, if Michael Johnson mm. the great runner or something turned around and said okay there's room for improvement I want to get a world record would he be mm. would he be regarded as arrogant no he'd be regarded as, as highly competitive and wanting to get the, be the best he can be that's all he's saying but if you ask any of the coaches if you ask Polly, can we mm. improve yeah. I know absolutely, absolutely can mm. we've lost one or two every game like, Scrum can improve can we, can we improve the defence of course we can we've, so, we've missed tackles but we're still the best team in the world um, so there's always loads of stuff to what's Paul O'Connell's influence been like yeah huge <laughs> mm. yeah like he any surprise at all at his success no from, absolutely yeah. not no yeah. like do you know what I mean he, he, he did it when he was a player and he's doing it now when he's a coach and he's uh, he, he just is instilled obviously an ethos around the line out and we're just taking the easy ball and uh, we're, 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 we're getting a majority of them do you know what I mean so and, and, and it's just a fantastic platform to play off and I think he's, he's done he's done a so fantastic respect job respect too hasn't he absolutely yeah, yeah. You know, that's what we talked about Farrelly so much respect mm. if yeah. you're like Ryan Baird and James Ryan exactly. and Look, Kieran all he the was the poster mm-hmm. post on the Paul wall Paul O'Connell's you know. coaching you like, do you know yeah. what I mean it's brilliant This week's Saturday panel is brought to you thanks to Carry Out Ireland's largest uh, independent off-licence with over 100 stores nationwide and voted Ireland's number one off-licence in 2022 now delivering uh, nationwide visit carryout.ie for more we'll, we'll get back to some memories but first of all um, Johnny Sexton so it's his last Six Nations game um, talk to me about him and where he stands in the pantheon of not only Irish rugby greats but Irish sporting greats Jeez we'll just start with him <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah look 
Johnny's been superb from probably day dot when he came in um, and I think he's just grown um, into this leadership role as well um, which has been great um, he puts his body on the line he expects so much from himself and others around him which naturally just brings on a team I think as well um, I think without him um, we obviously probably have a couple of questions over who's going to take that jersey next but um, yeah, where just, are we on that in your regard? I don't think we've cemented probably a mm. uh, second 10 um, just yet. It's probably one of the only positions we probably haven't, to be fair. But um, it's really difficult when someone like Johnny Sexton is, is ahead of you as well. So um, we have a bit of work there to do. But I think even looking at the under-20s coming through, I think there are people there. We just have to make sure we nourish them and, and bring them forward with us. Um, but yeah, what, a, what an unbelievable sports person. Like... Absolutely. We spoke about your school's rugby memories. <laughs> what, what, did, did you come across a young Johnny Sexton in those days? Yeah, since we were in fourth and fifth year, yeah. Um, always played together since, since school days. Um, always the same, always giving out, always telling you what to do, where to go. Um, that's what's made him so good, though, you know. Um, I think. Did you know of him before you played against him, if that makes sense? So was there? I knew of like, his class yeah. 10 in St. Mary's. Right. Yeah. Yeah, How was yeah. the chat at that time? Just that they were a class player in 10, mm. yeah. Like, I just chit chat really like mm. you know the same of that they were talking about oh there's this freak playing for Castle Lock College kind of thing like, <laughs> <laughs> who was that? <laughs> um, was that a term of endearment actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Um, and what, what, after that then so you play uh, when, against him you play with him um, yeah. I, how, how can you put him into words at this age? Do you know it's hard like I think uh, Peter Mahoney said it well during the week that he has he has uh, made rugby better you know he's made Irish rugby better and and obviously the, the rugby world is better for having him in it um, and I think it's a testament to him of the amount of games he's played the amount of Ireland games he's played the amount of points that he's scored and just how uh, the esteem that he's held in by everybody um, and I just think he, he's, he's been a phenomenal player um, and ambassador for the game um, so I can't can't say anything more about him to be honest. Like I think everyone everyone else has said it already. Like you know, isn't it more as well that like an out half and say Popey's era was one thing, an out half in this era where the hits that he's taken and for his longevity and consistency as well at this stage of his life to still be the player that Ireland are almost like. Um, how do we replace this one player? We still don't really know the answer at this stage of his career. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like. But again, any world class player is going to be hard to is going to be hard to replace. You know what I mean? And then and then whoever whoever does end up becoming the next uh, heir to the throne, I suppose that we're going to obviously build build the team around them. I suppose, but um, he's just done a, done such a phenomenal job about about shaping the shape that they play with and the attack. And I'm sure like he's worked with Joe, he's worked with with Faz to to shape the their the attack. Mm. Um, and it's kind of grown with them as as, as a team. Um, and obviously he. he he has the key to to how how it ticks, you know. So I think it's 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 whoever takes over after has to kind of shape them shape it themselves as well. Yeah, and that's the key thing, isn't it? like be yourself as well. Don't be like what would Johnny Sexton do? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's he like as a character? Like in terms of because you you can't be that good without having something special about you in your head as well. <laughs> something special about him. <laughs> special. Like, um, ah, look, do you know he's he's a very personable guy. Uh, like everyone gets on with him. He he loves laughing a joke. He's he can be a bit of a messer 
as well. It was mm. slagging. Um, but again, he's still he's still quite intense when it comes to training, when it comes to his preparation, his his uh, everything else. But he obviously, but when it comes down to it, he's a good guy, good family guy, good friend. You know, so he's a. Uh, He's just a top top guy. Where does he stand in the out halves that you've seen since you came to Ireland thirty years ago? Well, he's as Dave said. He, in, in American sports terminology, he's the quarterback. Yeah, you know, he runs the whole show, and you need. You know, he can, he's probably saying he's a bit misunderstood personality wise, but you need an abrasive guy that can run the cutter. As they used to say, you need an abrasive guy that's going to give out to other players around him and that. So that's not not what he's like off the field, but he's just ultra competitive. Where he'll stand, um, well, he probably is now Ireland's most decorated player. If you look at World Player of the Year, if you look at the European Cups, if you look at the Grand Slam before, if they win another Grand Slam, he'll certainly be Ireland's most decorated player. And I would put it to other players, will he be Ireland's greatest ever player to date? And that's a debate. Because other people, obviously Brian O'Driscoll comes in that fold, Paul O'Connell maybe comes in that Keith Wood. There's been a lot of marvellous players, not as decorated as him. Because remember, Brian O'Driscoll never actually won the World Player of the Year. Johnny Sexton has. I still think people would say that Brian O'Driscoll was the best in the world at his position, which was the centres. Whereas Johnny Sexton's going to come up against Dan Carter, Johnny Wilkinson, you know, those sort of players of his era. But certainly... He will be one of Ireland's greatest ever sports people, just, not just rugby, one of Ireland's greatest ever sports people because of his achievements. And if they go on to win a World Cup, which they could, um, then yes, he, he, he may well turn out to be one of the greats, but he's certainly one of the greats of rugby. There was that moment in the URC game against Connacht in um, the RDS. The game was effectively over and he took this really heavy hit to the face and you remember there was a big concern about him. I was just like, you're absolutely mad. Like, you're literally, Ireland have this, the biggest Six Nations campaign, possibly the biggest year of your career for Ireland and you're going into this tackle 60 minutes into a game you've won against Connacht in the RDS, endangering yourself and that's obviously part of his genius. Yeah, I think he just, like, I, I suppose that's what you love about him as well, isn't it? Like, he gives everything every time he steps onto that field. Um, super competitive, um, just wants and expects more every time. But then there's also that little bit of, there's also that huge belief mm. within himself, but also for the rest of that squad. And, like, yeah, he's he's absolutely mad at times, for sure. But I suppose I don't think he can control that at times. Um, he had to battle a bit too, hasn't he? Yeah, really? absolutely. Contemporary at, 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 at Leinster. So he had, to get, he had to go off to France, uh, then behind Rog and, you know, all those sorts of things. So he's had to battle for his position. But just going back, you wouldn't want a player that's not going at it you know, because that's the way that he plays. And, you know, we'll, we've all played at a level here where sometimes if you hold back, that's when you get injured. Yeah. You know, so so I fully expect him to be still going at it as hard, you know, that he's not a type of player to step back and say, oh, I don't want to get injured here. I've got the rest of the season. But because uh, he's not that type of player. He's a player that meets the defence on the game line. He loves to tackle. He loves to be abrasive in the clear out and all those things. That's part of his game. Like the, just, I want to just go back briefly to Andy Farrell as well. Um, and I, I spoke, I, I kind of compared it a bit to Jack Charlton earlier in that we, I think we have an affinity with people from the north of England, I think, in Ireland. And Andy Farrell just seems to have brought this, this thing to the team where people want to play for him. He just seems like a nice guy. What, what would you say about him as well for somebody who actually knows him um, and has dealt with him? Because um, as somebody who's never met him, I feel like I know him, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, as you say, he's quite a nice guy. People like him, um, and he just that he's bred this environment that people like to be in. They like to and like there's nothing better than being a team that's winning. You know, mm. once you win, you want to win more. And obviously, it's a really good environment to be in when the when 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 the feeling around it is so good. And he is just one of a number number of coaches, obviously, who is facilitating that. And and everyone gets on so well. And as we alluded to earlier on, he did really good things with bringing families in and getting family days and 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 bring and do. And, just really getting a good uh, environment there for the players, and people enjoy it, you know. And uh, as I said, once you once you start winning, you want to, you want you want to do it more. And 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 he has he has as I said bred that environment. When you worked under him, has his success since surprised you at all? No, no, no. Like Joe built the foundation there, and he and 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 Faz has, has just built on that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think he's added his own little things to it as well. Um, and uh, along with Paulie and Mike and Simon, do you know what I mean they all they all have their little bit little parts to play in it as well? How important is that delegation? Then we used to work about Cheltenham and like Willie Mullins and Gordelli are successful because they know that the people working under them can ride the horses every day. Um, how important is those you know those guys you mentioned delegating responsibility to people you can trust within your team? That's the whole thing. Is a bit it's so trust. Like Jimmy, mm-hmm. Faz is not going to say anything to Polly about Linus or or Fogs about scrums or or Caddy. About, uh, like, but I'm sure he has stuff to say <laughs> to, to Caddy about attack and, and defence, but because he has his own philosophies there as well. But uh, but again, it's that trust in 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 your trust in the coaches and. Trusting the team as well to 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 do their own thing, you know. So it's it's huge. 